Today's episode of Your Stories is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless you're using Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about? It's a secret you don't like to share because it might make you feel weird. Maybe you're into something different. Uh, comic books, fantasy football, push-ups. Your stories to me has been this really kind and welcoming space where people just have the guts to be really honest and they share their voices and their stories with everyone there. No questions asked. Uh, I've heard stories about all those things. Uh, maybe not, not a lot of push-ups. I maybe haven't heard a lot of stories about push-ups. The Nerdalogs is group therapy meets Toastmasters. I know there's always a place where my odd thoughts and unusual habits will be welcomed and championed in a warm, supportive environment by other nerds just like me. And what's fun is you'll see people in the audience one month, and then all of a sudden they uh, go up and tell their story. So your story becomes their story and their story is your story and then it's our story and then it's a podcast so it's everybody's story and then you've shared it and gosh that's great huh and even if you don't think you're a nerd you probably are it's easily the most midwestern thing i've ever been a part of hey everybody I'm Eric Garneau. This is the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories podcast. And probably like a lot of you, I am on vacation this week. So I was looking back through our archives for a classic episode I could pull out to put me in a good vacation headspace. And I remembered this bad boy literally recorded on the road back from a trip from Bloomington, Indiana with myself, Kevin Rito, Katie Johnston-Smith, and Joe Gennaro, three of my favorite nerds and probably three of yours as well. Uh, this was back in 2016. We did a show at an event called The Combine and then we recorded this on the way back. So we set up our mic in my 2005 Acura and swapped our favorite travel stories while we headed up I-65 back to Chicago. It was pretty awesome and I really enjoyed revisiting it. I hope you do too. Uh, Speaking of awesome, we've got a pretty spectacular weekend of live shows coming up in Chicago at the end of this month. I don't have full details yet, but if I were you, I'd plan on doing stuff with us July 28th and 29th. Uh, That should be pretty cool. But now, it's back to my vacation. I hope you all have a safe and happy holiday week. I think I will. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Our Stories. It's like your stories, but instead of being on stage in front of lots of fans, we're in a car in front of no fans. (laughs) That's a good introduction. Uh, I'm I'm Eric. Uh, This is the show that I host. I'm here with three other members of the Nerdalogs who are... Who are? <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Oh no! Where? Who am I? It's Kevin. <laughs> uh, Joe. <laughs> Katie. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys are thinking like, hey, why are these guys recording in a car? Well, Doug Benson's done it, and you all love Doug Benson. So, <laughs> and we're not- Seinfeld's done it. Yeah. And we're not even high right now. We don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did we get coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did earlier, but oh, yeah. they don't need to know that. Well, I do have to Wink. pee again. Oh, my God. So- Can you wait till we're done recording? Yes. Okay. 
Guys, this is great so far. This is great stuff. Off to a great start. So we are coming back from a a show at the Combine uh, Tech Conference in Bloomington, Indiana. It was a lot of fun. You guys all have a good time in Bloomington? Oh, an incredible time. Yeah, it was a blast. Bloomington is great. We got to do a show with Bill Kenkel, who you all might remember as being in the Nerdalogs. Dr. Bill Kenkel. He was uh, he was great as well, and we just ate an awesome breakfast at a place called Farm. Yeah. And uh, now we're going back to Chicago, so this could be our last will and testament. I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. I mean, you never know what is going to be it, really. So, like, something terrible happens to us, but the recording survives and is released. Oh, yeah. This, this microphone is like a black box. Well, then why don't they make the whole car out of the microphone? <laughs> we, are, we are like Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? <laughs> um, so, anyway, since we're on the road and we wanted to record something for y'all, Joe had a, a really great idea, which was, why don't we talk about uh, road trips that we've taken? So let's toss it back to Joe. Joe, tell us about your favorite trip. Well, it's the most interesting story I have from a trip, I think. Um, I mean, one of the... Uh, who hasn't been on a ton of road trips, you know? But uh, there's one in particular that jumped out as soon as we were uh, talking about what we wanted to make the theme for this hour stories. Um... I'm going back to college. Um, this was, I want to say, over the summer. So school year is out. Um, I live in Ohio, in Cleveland area at home. And a couple of us do uh, from college. A couple people from college have moved out to D.C. So actually, this is probably after some of us have graduated. Um we decide we're going to go to a camping site in West Virginia for a long weekend. We're going to get food, booze, whatever. We're just going to like be out in the woods, go tubing, tie a cooler to it and get, just get drunk for the weekend. And it's going to be great. Um, so there's at least a car load, if not two people, uh, two car loads of people coming from DC to West Virginia. Uh, and there's maybe a car load that left Ohio earlier in the day, but me and my friend Alex, uh, we are the, um, like, we're like the last people to make it. So we're coming out like late on a Friday night. Uh, so we're driving from Ohio, uh, into Pennsylvania, then south down into West Virginia. Uh, it must be a, Jeez, seven-hour trip, something like that. It's also approaching, like, midnight. It turns out when you get into West Virginia, there's, like, not even street lights. They're like, oh, we're in the mountains. Just fuck it. Good luck. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> we've, like, tried to, like, figure everything out. I think I, I want to say this was even before we had, like, maps on our phones. So we may have, like, printed stuff out, but we're, we're not exactly sure where we're going. We're in the... the the middle of middle of nowhere. There's absolutely nothing going on here. Um, at one point, we're low on gas, and we come up on a gas station that has its lights on, but is apparently closed. Nobody's there. So we try to, like, siphon gas out of the pump. <laughs> we got drops. It was not great. Um, Probably by design. <laughs> uh, positive, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't want people... The, the, 
the hills have eyes people of West Virginia to just crawl up and suck out all the gasoline. So, like, at no point has this been, like, a successful trip. So it's it's getting really late. We're not sure where we're going. We, we're, like, looking at the directions. We're looking for, like, State Route 1. And there's no street signs. There's nothing. We come across this one bar where we're like, oh, we can maybe stop and ask for directions. But it's like a motorcycle bar. And we're like, <laughs> nah, we're probably fine. Um, I call my buddy who is originally from Pennsylvania. So he, he, he might, I figure he might know this area, but he's one of the guys who lives in DC. Uh, and he has made it already to the campsite. So I call him. His name is Andrew. Uh, Ricky is his last name. Um, and I'm like, Ricky, dude. We don't know where we're going. And he's like, oh, okay, well, have you passed Romney? Have you passed Romney, West Virginia? And we said, no. And he's like, okay, well, then you've definitely got a while to go. We're like, great. So we keep driving maybe another two hours. <laughs> eventually, eventually we see, like, welcome to Romney. And it hits me. I call him again. I say, hey, Ricky, did you pass through Romney? on your way to the campsite from Washington, D.C.? And he said, yeah, that's how I know you you weren't there yet. I was like, that means we've passed where we need to be because we're coming from the west, you were coming from the east. And he's like, oh. Well, I never said you should pass through Romney. I just asked if you did. He's also into politics, so that I think the semantics makes a lot of sense. Um, so eventually we like turn around, haul ass back another hour and a half, and then go like an hour south. It's like two or three in the morning when we finally arrive. Uh, and when we get there, a couple, only a couple people are still up. Most everyone's asleep. Uh, the couple people that were up um, had made a bong out of half of a watermelon. So it was pretty great. Uh, and then we just got drunk the whole weekend. But like that trip uh, will live in infamy in my brain because of just how haphazard it was. Nice. That is a, a terrifying testament to the time before Google Maps. Yes, I, a time a time to which I never want to return. Right. No. I mean, that still happens sometimes, though. You you'll go to a place and you rely on your phone still, and your signal drops out. Yeah. Like that still happens. Yeah. I, I'm sure if you went to West Virginia again, you probably would still want. Well, that's print out maps. That's probably why I'll never go to West Virginia again. <laughs> I was talking with Billy yesterday about how I remember the first time I went to Manhattan, I had print out MapQuest directions. And that's really hard because guess what? Paper directions don't correct for when you make a mistake. So, like, if you miss one turn, yeah. you're totally fucked. And when you're in Manhattan for the first time, that's really terrifying. <laughs> so, man. That's a really good point. Yeah. We've been spoiled by the supercomputers we carry around in our pockets. Thank yeah. you, Google. They're, shh, they're listening. <laughs> yeah, they, they knew what we were thinking before we even said it. Seriously. <laughs> Google employs the best precogs. Yeah, whenever I uh, whenever 
I don't know if I've got uh, a particularly harrowing uh, road trip story, but I always just think about uh, the snacks that I eat on the road and how crucial and important that is and how that's sort of very defining. Like, uh, things that I would never eat normally, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm eating that now. Now that I'm in a car and I'm going to be in a car for a long time, I'm definitely going to eat the most unhealthy things (laughs) for some reason. Combos. (laughs) I don't know. Gotta get combos. There's just classic road food. I totally agree. Yeah, for me, like gummy bears are another one. Combos. Uh, All kinds of candy bars because gas stations have like the best candy bar selections. Yeah, they do. And I just never shop for candy in my day-to-day life. Like literally never. Yeah. Movie theaters are my only exception to that, I think. See, I never buy food at the movies because it's already so... I sound like an old person, but it's so much money to go to a movie already. I feel like if you add, like, a drink and a snack, you're, like, adding 12 bucks to your bill. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's crazy. Well, movie theater popcorn is one of the highest percentage profit items, like, anywhere. It's, like, a 3,000% markup for what it costs Ugh. to to make a bucket of popcorn for what you buy it for. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's... The theaters probably don't make a ton of money on the movies themselves, I've heard, so I guess they need that to, like, drive their business. But, man, woof. <laughs> it's a hell of a markup. Okay, here's here's an interesting one. Uh, puking on road trips. That always seems to be such a thing uh, for people. I remember when uh, I was, like, eight years old and we were driving to Minnesota with my mom, my grandmother, and my brother, and I said to my mom, like, oh, my neck hurts, and my my mom was like, oh, that's okay, just, just like, lean back, you'll, you'll be fine, and, you know, kind of just waved it off and dismissed it, and my grandma was like, I think he doesn't mean what you think he means. <laughs> I, I may have been even younger than eight, I may have been like, six or something (laughs) my neck hurts my neck hurts and then I just threw up everywhere (laughs) just everywhere Uh, that when we got to my grandma's sister's house I believe is where we were headed in Minnesota um, somebody gave me a pair of pants to wear and but they were women's pants. <laughs> and I was very embarrassed by that. So I just stayed in their basement while everyone else, like, socialized. I was a very awkward and shy <laughs> six-year-old boy. Aww. It was kind of sad, but kind of cute. <laughs> it, was, it was sad. <laughs> what do you think you meant when you were saying that your neck didn't feel good? Like, did you feel it in your throat? That's yeah, what I it must have been. I must have felt it in my throat, yeah. Uh, well, which is such a weird spot to feel like you're going to throw up from. Yeah. Yeah, like it's Not almost like your gag reflex was being triggered or something. Yeah. Totally. Man, I haven't thrown up in so long. Like, it's probably been uh, 14 years since what? the last time I threw up. Oh my up. god. Dude, that is like Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld knew the exact day, uh, the character Seinfeld knew the yeah. exact day that he last threw up. Um, I've always held a, a theory that I could make myself throw up without physical provocation 
Oh, and wow. I, could, I recently confirmed that theory. What? Why did you need up? to do that? Um, <laughs> you, like, mentally made yourself throw up? Yeah, I did. Wow. Uh, the reason was because I pulled some cookies out of the cabinet. <laughs> I ate a handful of cookies. Oh, no. And then I looked at the remaining cookies and realized that they were moldy. And... <laughs> oh, I had eaten moldy cookies. So I, I, I immediately was just like... I was just like, I, I'm going to choose to evacuate these from my body. And I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to test my theory. So I stood in front of the toilet, hands on my hips like a superhero. And after about two minutes of just thinking about it, I was like, oh, yep. Great. I think the thought of eating moldy cookies would make me make myself throw up, yeah. too. I, uh, I told you guys this story the other day. I most recently barfed everywhere because I drank too much. On a Wednesday night, my boyfriend and I got a cube of wine. And we're like, this will last us through the weekend. And then um, we didn't know how to, like, we didn't know what the stopping point was because it's a cube of wine. Right. Um, Probably once you've had enough. Yeah, but I didn't realize that I had had enough. And then I was in bed like, oh, I don't feel well. And my boyfriend brought in, uh, like, a bucket for me to barf in. I was like, I'm not going to barf. I'm not going to barf. As soon as he left, I barfed all over my copy of Yes, Please. Like, <laughs> just right on top of it. And he's like, I wanted to read that. And I was like, blah! <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, because it was right next to my bed, and I just barfed all over it. And then he he's so sweet, he cleaned it all up, and oh. I, like, went immediately to sleep. That's amazing. I know. Now that I've lost everything to you You say you want to start something new And it's breaking my heart you're leaving Baby, I'm grieving But if you want to leave, take good care Hope you have a lot of nice things to wear But then a lot of nice things turn bad out there memorable road trip well all of my like most of my road tripping happened when I was a kid because I don't have a car uh, anymore but I will never forget when my mom was like set to give me the birds and the bees talk she was like we're gonna go on a road trip to visit your cousin Ellie in Philadelphia and we lived in Pittsburgh so it's like five or six hour drive and the, and I knew that this is what was going to happen on the drive because she prepared me for it. She's like, we're going to listen to these these tapes from Dr. James Dobson, who's the guy who runs this organization called Focus on the Family that's based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and it's very, um, very conservative. And, um, yes, very conservative. So we, we got in the car. We got in in my mom's geoprism, and uh, I was in the back with, like, this huge oversized teddy bear sitting next to me and I, I forget I must have been in middle school um and I was still into stuffed animals because it took me a while to grow up anyway <laughs> um I was sitting in the back with this teddy bear and we were listening to these tapes and it was about like 
my maturing body, but Dr. James Dobson called it my maturing body. And um, he also called puberty puberty. And <laughs> he like went like went through all these like ways your body's gonna change. He also like made he's like masturbating is bad, uh, being gay is bad, and um I listened to this for six hours and was uncomfortable the entire time. And after it was done, my mom's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, no. Uh, and then we got to my cousin Ellie's house and I told her all about it. And she would like, looked at me with these, she's like two years younger than me. She looked at me with these wide eyes, like, Oh no. Oh no. And then a few years later, her mother did the same thing to her. But during the masturbating and, um, and gay people parts, like shitting all over gay people parts, she turned it down and said to her daughter, it's not wrong to masturbate or be gay. And, um, cause my aunt Jo is pretty liberal and, uh, and Ellie's like, I'll never forget that that's what my mom did in that moment. I'm like, cool dude. <laughs> so that was traumatizing. <laughs> so, so that's how your mom decided to give you like the biology talk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never got one. No? No. My dad tried once. I, I still don't know. I I mean, I have a couple of guesses, but I'm not sure where he was going with it. I remember once he was like, so, Joe, imagine there's this donut. <laughs> and I was like, you have my interest. <laughs> and then, like, that's pretty much where it ended. He was just like, well, I'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever got one either. I think the, it was left up to the schools. Yeah. And they did an all right job. My school... <laughs> I like to think that my school did an okay job, but I do know that at the end of the semester, I had one question. So we went through everything, you know, men, women, babies, everything. And then at the very, very end, the teacher was like, does anybody have any questions? And I was like, I have one question. Totally understood everything. Appreciate you, you explaining everything incredibly thoroughly. I think I understand it, but one, one more question. How do I tell the difference between urine and semen? Like, so obviously, obviously, like, I missed some of the very fundamentals of what they were explaining to me. I remember thinking that too, though, in like, in fifth grade sex ed, because I think they kind of gloss over some of, some of the parts that would like, or they do it like very scientifically, so that if you're not like a super science kid like I wasn't, like, you miss some of it. Yeah. You know, so it, urine and semen do kind of seem like the same thing. I mean, they come out of the same place. Right. So that's yeah. what I knew for sure. I, in When I was in fifth grade, we watched a video. Like, they split up the boys and the girls, uh -huh. and the girls watched one video, and the boys watched another one. And the one the girls watched was, um, like, you kind of go on this young girl's journey with her through her first period, and, like, she learns, she learns about her period and then is like I, I will never forget that there is this one revelation that she has about periods before she gets her first period she's like well it sounds like a good week to wear my black jeans and then oh. um then the last scene the last like yeah, the last scene is her saying that she got her period. Then you see her walk away from the camera, and she's wearing her black jeans. Wow. <laughs> At least they had a call forward. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And blackout. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Do you think as a society we'll ever, like, figure out how to how to tell kids what they need to know? No. You'll yeah. figure it out, kid. 
I remember my mom's like, Katie, do you know what sex is? And I like thought I kind of did because like Aunt Becky had a baby on Full House, you know? And I was like, I don't know, like kissing and hugging? And she's like, yeah, it's more than that too. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I mean, kids just feed off of the, uh, the awkward feelings projected by the parents. I yeah. think, like, I think I would only imagine, again, you know, my experience is the half a donut speech. But I feel like if a parent approaches it with, like, confidence, like, the kid's going to be like, oh, okay, I, well, this isn't weird. You're just telling me about something that you know about. Right. And I'm curious as to in what way sex is like a donut. Is it because I always want them? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's totally like... A cream filling. <laughs> it's totally like a donut for me. I can never finish one. <laughs> this is literally an improv game. I saw your troop play in college, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Sex is. Sex it's is the like, easiest yeah. game. It's so good. Sex is like a donut because... I like it with sprinkles. I can't tolerate them unless they're very special. Oh. I gotta get up early and make them. <laughs> if you go to Dunkin' Donuts to try to get it too many times, you might get some weird looks. But like once a day is okay, right guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit, my story's not really that traumatic, nor did it, uh, nor did it shape me psychologically. <laughs> but, uh, I want to use my story to say, to say thanks, cause road trips are a big part of my life, so I take one every year, and this last year I took a trip to Hawaii too, which if you don't know what that is, that is, uh, something that Cards Against Humanity did, uh, for the last, or two years ago's holiday bullshit, uh, Christmas gift extravaganza, on the last day of the what, 10 days or whatever, they gave everybody a deed to a square inch of property on this uh, private island in Maine they bought called Hawaii, too. And I thought, well, shit, I've never been to Maine. This seems like this could be a really cool place to go on vacation. So I told my friends who I go with that we were going to Hawaii, too. And they were like, seriously? So what, are we going to, like, fly out there and then rent a car? Like, because they thought I just meant Hawaii also? But uh, <laughs> I actually meant an island in Maine, um, which I think, like... After they got over that slight disappointment, everyone was like, oh, this is actually kind of sweet. So we kind of structured our whole trip around it. We we drove out, uh, went through Canada. We went through Toronto and uh, Montreal, which was really cool. I'd never been to Montreal. And then we came down through Hawaii. or uh, No, through, <laughs> through Maine. We didn't actually go to Hawaii. And, um, man, Hawaii, too, was the fucking sweetest. Like, 
I had never done, I'm not a very outdoorsy person by nature, but the only way to get to Hawaii to, unless the, the lake it's in is frozen, is to like rent a, what's the two person, a kayak or a canoe? Canoe. Rent a canoe and just canoe across maybe, I don't know, a quarter mile, half mile of water. It's not a ton, but like, it's enough that if you didn't do things like this normally, you'd be like, Oh, this is scary. Like, I could <laughs> fall on this water. Not that I thought I was going to drown, but I was, like, 98% sure that the canoe was going to tip and we would be cold as fuck the whole day. But uh we rented a canoe and we paddled across and and then we got there with, like, no issue. And it felt really good to be like, fuck yeah, I fucking did this. And then, like, I took out my little GPS app and found my square inch and Cards Against Humanity gave me a flag to plant in it, and I took a very triumphant picture, and it was just really cool. Like, uh, we did a bunch of different things on that trip, but that was my favorite stop, and uh, I don't know, I feel like I really accomplished something, kind of, that I, I could check something off my list of things to get done, and it was just a really fun excuse to go somewhere I'd never been and do something I never thought I'd do, so... Thank you, Cards Against Humanity, for that uh, adventure. It's definitely yeah. something I want to go do, get my, claim my square inch. It's so fun. Like, and doesn't your girlfriend have family, like, right out there? Like, we yes. stayed, we rented a Airbnb cabin on a lake where some of Joe's girlfriend's family lives, which yeah. we didn't know at the time. We're going to be out there for a wedding in August. I don't know if we'll have a chance to go over there, but it'd be really cool if we did. It's, like... I'm kind of surprised because we went in with no planning. We're just like, eh, we'll probably figure out a way to get over there. And there is like a, a park um, alongside the lake that the island is in, and they rent canoes. Although it was so cold that they, that day that they were kind of like, "Why are you doing this?" And then they're like, "Oh, you're with that game, right?" Like there's two guys there, and one of the guys, like the groundskeeper dude, was super cool, and he was like, "Oh yeah, uh, th- I ha- there's a bunch of young kids coming over and doing this all the time, like." It's really fun for them. He's like, you're going to piss on the island? Like, I don't know why that's what he said, but he thought that was really cool. But then, but then like, the, the park ranger or whatever, like, we didn't meet the park ranger till we came back, and then he was all fucking grumpy Gus. He was like, oh, you kids with that game? Yeah, you, so many of you kids going over there. I don't I don't know what you're all up to. Like, very suspicious. You're like, whatever, dude. We, we paid the $2 to rent your canoe. It's all good. But, yeah, they just have, like, a, a shed that's lined with canoes and then you pay literally two dollars and you get a canoe and and life jackets and it's just super easy yeah it was very very cool so that was my adventure for last year and then i don't know what was more adventurous because on the ride back on one day we ate at dinosaur barbecue in rochester new york and cheesies in cleveland so that was also pretty adventurous uh melt (laughs) yeah oh melt yeah Yeah. not cheesies melt Yeah. yeah oh that I mean, that food should have sustained you for about another two weeks. Yeah. I ate the sandwich that has the... It's a grilled cheese sandwich, and then it has the meatballs and the cheese sticks in it. The Dude Abides. Yeah, the Dude Abides. Yeah, that's the one I got when I was there, too. Oh, man. It's so good. It's it's just a place full of food that Katie couldn't even look at. <laughs> Nothing oh, yeah. but cheesy you, meat you, you on get bread. Sick just if you read the menu, probably. <laughs> There's another place in Cleveland that I've been a few times called Sokolowski's, and it is a Polish restaurant where you get a tray and you just like go down the line and like these old Polish people like gloop Polish food on your tray. <laughs> they glue it? They like gloop it. Like they, <laughs> oh, they, like, they like, it. plop it onto your tray. And uh, my ex-husband's family loves that place and I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Polish food other than like pierogies and things. Like I'm betraying my roots a little bit, my heritage, but 
Yeah. I don't know, man. We did a, a for work. We did a show in Columbus, and I, I don't know if anyone's been to Columbus, but I guess there's some giant like food market like right by the convention center. It's just like this international cuisine, like anything you could want. And my my uh, co-manager's wife is Polish, so she kept going to the Polish stand and getting this like disgusting smelling like it's it's like a dumpling wrapped in like cabbage and Ew. some kind of quasi marinara sauce on like a soggy bun, and like that is not what you want to be smelling when you're working a long convention. Uh, Polish, it, cuisine, Polish cuisine loves their cabbage. Yes, and I do not love cabbage in any way. Yeah. And egg rolls, acceptable. <laughs> if it's small in quantity, because the fried fried food takes takes the cabbage right out of it. <laughs> anyway, we've slightly gotten off road trips. But, uh, yeah, right now we're on uh, I-65 going north, and the background noise has probably gotten louder. So how long does this say we've been recording, Kev? Uh, we've been going for about 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Oh, you know what? Uh, vamp for a minute, because there's something else we got to do. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna uh, vamp a little bit. What uh, was up? Say your favorite part of Bloomington while I do this. Uh, yeah, the ice cream. <laughs> oh yeah. So we couldn't record earlier because Kevin was literally eating two little bowls of ice cream that we got with coupons from the uh, convention center. The rest of us are full from breakfast, but man, Kev can pack away that ice cream. You know it. The ice cream was dope as hell, though. Yeah. I think Katie accurately described him as a food camel. Yes. yes. Kevin's a food camel. He if he has the opportunity to load up, he'll do it because he knows that he can load up and then go without for a while. Like yesterday, I think you barely ate, Kev. Yeah, I didn't eat very much yesterday. Yeah, and today you're just like, cool, I'll eat everything then. But we did, so I want to thank the dudes at the Combine because they treated us super nicely. And we had a pretty awesome, like, happy hour spread. Dude, meatballs. I could eat those meatballs all day. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go home and eat meatballs. <laughs> what do you all think about that? You can't stop me. You can live your life, Eric. That's fine. Yeah, dude. I just want you to be happy. Yeah. Oh, I should also point out. So last night, these guys went out and partied with the Combine people, and I drove down to Louisville and saw the Transformers 1986 The Movie Concert featuring Stan Bush and Vince DiCola at BotCon, and it was really great. Special appearance by Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson was there. He doesn't look like Judd Nelson anymore. He kind of looks like me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Cool. Maybe So maybe in 20 years I'll look like Judd Nelson. I think that's how it works. Nah. I don't think so. He's like, you're a portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah. What if he was? So uh, here's why I wanted these guys to vamp. Because we launched a Patreon last week, which if you listen to our last episode, you know. That's a crowdfunding campaign. And it's a way for people who like what we do to kind of help us out, and then, and then we'll do cool stuff for you. We talked about that last week. But uh, a lot of the reward levels involve us thanking people for donating. So let's let's shout out some thank yous. We got a thank here, uh, Nora Seidman. Of course, Nora. Wonderful Nora. person. Thank you. And Danny Bass. Danny. Oh, Danny. You're the best, baby. So Danny actually pledged, because Danny's my roommate right now, and he heard us recording, and he pledged while we were recording. <laughs> so that was uh, last week. We got to thank Matthew Carberry. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, that, Matt. That's, that's someone, someone Joe knows, I take it. Yeah, uh, via, via Emily. Great dude. Hi, Matt. Hi, Callan. And then last but not least, of course, we have to thank Benjamin Rathard oh, for your ben. very generous yes, donation. Yes, you're the best, dude. Thank oh, you, Ben. Gosh. If you want to have your name read on a podcast by some people in a car, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash nerdalogs, and uh, reward levels start at $2, they go up to 100 you can give any amount you want. You can 
I don't know. Maybe you can give us a quarter a month. I have no idea how Patreon or works. Or a thousand dollars. Or a thousand dollars. That might be a waste of your money, but maybe you're like some rich business person and you're looking for a group of seven young people to put in your will and maybe just a little bit of weird sex stuff. You know? <laughs> this guy is the one you're signing us up for. <laughs> I'm maybe, maybe you want to invite us all to a haunted house and stay 24 hours for us. An und- undisclosed amount of money. We're down. <laughs> yeah. Some sex stuff. Eric <laughs> will do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, no. Anyway, guys, I think we're probably about done talking about road trips for now, but I actually really like this as an idea, so maybe next time we take a trip, we'll record another round. Uh, we'll have to just go out and make some more stories. So let me leave you with that. Guys, go make your own stories, and then share them on our show. Uh, and then we own your stories. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I do legitimately have, have to pee. Okay, so we're going to stop real soon so Katie can pee. Uh, so with that, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.